Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 132. Wow. I'm Sean. Joined with me, we have a full squadron today of off-road Andy. Yep, I'm full. That's good. Okay. We just had dinner, huh? And Tony Katz. Yes, back and ready. Back in action, and I'm out of action. I'm actually in Andy's chair today, and Andy is on the computers. I rolled the shit out of my ankle today playing basketball. It can happen so fast. Like I think second all of us, play. All of us here have been victims of the sprained ankle or so. Oh, yeah. I sprained my ankle twice on one play. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's pretty good. But he did make the windmill dunk, though. Okay. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> and he had a fever. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so this is sports. Let's just dive right on in. But before we do. Let's just tell you, hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, check out our entertainment pod. And if you don't have any friends, share with strangers. Yeah, and then they'll become your friends. Co-workers, even if you our, don't have a job. Our podcast has been known to actually make people become friends with it each other. It brings the community together. It just brings a light and happiness into people when they listen to us. Yeah. yeah. We didn't even know each other before this podcast. Yeah, no, we yeah. just came across each other at a bar, dive bar. Um, so I actually have the first sports story of the day. And if you follow us on Instagram at tonys.take, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You guys like, uh, you ever watch the long drive contest for golf? I've never I done have, that. I have watched it. I've seen parts of it, yeah. Um, well, this one popped up. I saw it on my news feed today, and there's a little bit of a kerfuffle, if you will. I guess they're saying, hey, he's using his towel as like a, a helping his stance, as like lining his feet up. Who fucking cares? Um, but uh, Kyle Berkshire went advanced last night to the quarterfinals. He hit that monstrous drive of 426 yards. And I, so I watched him. Obviously, it's on the Tony's Take Instagram if you want to see this. He kind of like waddles back and forth, gathering momentum, and then fires the shit out of that ball. And it makes sense. Um, my God. And that got me thinking. I was like, well, what's the longest drive like in professional history? And uh, I looked it up. What would you guys guess the furthest yardage is someone's hit a ball? Like on tour or something? In a tour. Uh, 386. 386? Okay, what about you, off-road? I'm going to say 466. 466. So this is not like pros. This is in these competitions? No, I'm no, talking on the tour. in professional play. Because I don't... Not in the competition. You're like saying like... On the tour. Andy, the PGA someone just hit tour. one 430 and I just said 386. Like Tiger Woods. You think I would just automatically take the loss here? Think he doesn't it. understand. Okay. So Not a long PGA drive. PGA Tour. Yes. So like these drive competitions... Rory McElroy or Yes. Something. So these drive okay. competitions anyway, they use drivers and stuff like that that I think aren't even allowed in, yeah, might be. on the tour. Yeah. It's got to be like extra something or other shafts and this Yeah. And that. So that's... Uh, all right. So 410. Okay, there we go. Okay. Uh, pretty good. Uh, both of you guys are way off. Cool. <laughs> pretty crazy. Longest drive ever oh, in wait. professional play. 1974 is the year. It's like a baby John Daly. Mike Austin, Winterwood Golf Course, Las Vegas. So not even that crazy of elevation because uh, the ball goes further when the air is thinner. 65 yards past the hole. He hit this motherfucker 515 oh yards. Holy shit. 
74, is that like a wooden driver too? <laughs> My God. Was it just all downhill? I don't know. It doesn't say, uh, but they say the stance he used Hit a is still uh, you know, used and practiced today for power drives. Wow. Fuck. So I should look up what the furthest drive is in the whole you know, shebang because, what, a thousand yards then or some bullshit? Uh, but that was my crazy thing. Um, I don't think he was cheating, by the way, with the towel. I just think he had a towel down. And That's just someone bitter because cares. a lot of times these guys will hit it out of bounds and stuff, so he's probably just upset that it was straight or whatever. You know what's crazy? This kid's 22 years old. That is crazy. Jesus. He's just growing into his I body. always just picture like a John Daly-looking guy who's like, yeah, I'm, hold on, let me put this cigar down. <laughs> Hits the shit out of the ball with his big old like pirate belly, but nope. Kid. Got long hair like Fleetwood, too. All right, let's move along. Okay, so we've got a uh, Team USA update. The World Cup is ongoing, and the U.S. has won their first two games, but they had a big scare in their second game against Turkey. They've they, actually had scares this whole tournament. Yeah, they ended up, they lost to Australia, which we mentioned. And then before. I think before that, they almost lost to Australia, or almost lost to... It was kind of close, I think. To Spain was close, and those are just exhibition games. But yeah, they, they went all the way to OT, and... Um, Chetty Oshman ended up missing two free throws at the end of the game, which allowed the U.S. to win the game with uh, two free throws from Chris Middleton. So, yeah, there were some Nick uh, Nick Anderson jokes. Classic Orlando Magic. He missed two free throws at the end of a game in the finals once. Hmm. Yeah. But also, uh, <clears throat> I know Jason Tatum's out, but that shouldn't make that much of a difference. Team USA should be able to be winning these games no problem. And then uh, another game that I wanted to talk about really quick in that tournament was Greece-Brazil because for those of you that know me, and now those of you that don't are about to find out that I am half Greek, so Greece is automatically my second home, even though I've never been. <laughs> and uh, they were, Giannis only scored 13 points and fouled out in a 79-78 to overtime loss to Brazil. And Brazil's coach, whose last name is Petrovic also, so, I mean, he's not even Brazilian, uh, came out and said something like, oh, this is why I love basketball. You had the t- uh, 23-year-old who was MVP of the NBA last year, got shut down by a 40-year-old player on our team tonight, got his ass completely kicked, blah, blah, blah. And it's kind of like, all right, well, I'll tell you Brazil one thing. You better hope you don't face Greece again because I will promise you Giannis doesn't scores more. Giannis will score more than 13 next time. I guarantee if Giannis plays Brazil again after those comments, he drops 35 at least. Yeah, these games are so strange though. Like I think Anderson Verjai was still playing for Brazil. It's like And that's the other what? thing too is that also you're playing with guys you don't really play with. And also I'm gonna go on a little limb here. These guys that are from this other these other countries that are playing, or and even like retired NBA guys or guys that aren't I aren't in the retired from the NBA at least and are playing still for these countries, and then especially the guys that have never been in the NBA that are just playing for their countries, they go into these tournaments, especially when they play these NBA players, and they have to be stoked. They have to go in there thinking like, oh, I'm going against NBA players, like I want to give this my all. Like maybe if I do really well in this tournament, I can get noticed somewhere. Yeah, your time and to then, shine. In my opinion, these NBA players go into this tournament kind of with the mindset of don't get hurt. Like I like, yeah, you can play in this tournament, but I almost feel like they don't play to their full, full potential because you don't want to get hurt. 
And maybe like when it comes down to the semifinals or finals, like if you're Team USA or something, maybe you do step on the gas a little bit just to make sure you get the tournament win. But I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these in these tournaments, these guys don't want to get hurt for this tournament. You know, they got a whole season ahead of them. That's what they care about. They care about the regular season, which starts in, you know, less than two months now. And so I, it just wouldn't surprise me if there is a little bit of that where like maybe, you know, Giannis is not going in there the way Giannis was going in there against, you know, Toronto early in the series and that, or, you know, the NBA playoffs and NBA season, you know, he's probably stepping off the gas a little bit would be my guess. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I mean, this is just extracurricular. Yeah. This isn't your day job. If you get hurt out there, that fucking sucks. Yeah, a like, lot of teams don't want their players. Yeah, even going playing. Out and there I mean, if you're in Milwaukee right now, you're definitely holding your breath because not only do you have Giannis out there, you also have Middleton out there, who are your two and best Brooke scorers. Lopez. Okay, and Brooke Lopez, but Middleton and Giannis being your one-two punch, that would be like if the Lakers had Davis and LeBron playing in this tournament. Yeah, I wouldn't want that at all. I don't give a shit. Obviously, if we really wanted to, we could beat fucking Italy or you know whatever. Like and everyone I like knows this team this year a lot. Good. Is Ginobili still playing? Well, he's on Argentina. I know, but you know what I mean. Everyone from Argentina the Spurs is three zero though. The but, Spurs uh, team could be decapitated the Spurs, just because they're on every I mean, Marco Bellinelli's got to be on Italy, he's right? On Italy. You got Gallinari. Oh, you got well, Daniel what. Hackett. Remember USC point guard Daniel Hackett? I do not. Yeah, I guess he was born in Italy. His father was an Italian basketball player. Okay. Like an American basketball player. Couldn't Kobe have played for Italy then? Same, yeah, same thing. Well, I don't know if Kobe was actually born there. He dual did citizenship. There. Does he have yeah. dual citizenship? I don't know. He probably does. He could have then. I mean, he speaks yeah. Italian. That that That's enough. That's dual enough for me. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's part of the test. Yeah, there are also you some speak rules. any of that, Andy? Then you can't play. Yeah. There are some rules about players that can play for that team if they like have some residency there. So you see guys who like... You know, they played in the Lithuanian League for five years, and now they count as a Lithuanian resident, and they get to play, represent them for, you know, internationally. But so. would you really want to? I mean, Chris Kamen played for Germany one year. It was strange. Okay, that's different. I'm talking Lithuania. I don't know. Hmm. If you're, like, a big star out there, if you've been, like, one of the best players in the Lithuanian League for five years, and the whole country loves you. By the way, I have more re- or more info on that long drive. It was actually 516 yards. He was 64 years old at the Senior National Open Qualifier, and he used a 43-and-a-half-inch steel-shafted Persimian wood, wood driver. Persimon wood driver? I don't know. Some sort of wood. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> Those words didn't mean anything to me. Steel-shafted, though. I feel like that's like, holy crap. But yeah, that's the furthest drive of all time. So yeah. That's I still crazy. think like hit. A rocket and kept flying on the rocket. Like it bounced off a rock or hit the and then hit the car path. Yeah, ricochet. Then, yeah. <laughs> oh. But uh, how much? We got what? Two more weeks left of uh, Euro basketball, FIFA basketball. I don't know. It's not Euro basketball. Whatever. It's yeah. FIFA. <laughs> yeah. I don't even care. Also, because the World this, Cup. this thing's in China, so it's like, for example, there's yeah, a game tonight at one in the morning. There's a game, and I think yeah, USA plays it like five in the morning against Japan. And they are actually, I think they're like 29-point favorites or so. Jeez. I don't know who's playing for Japan, like <laughs> Super Mario or what? <laughs> what? He'd be Italian, I'd guess. I don't <laughs> Maybe know. Maybe they brought Ming back. Kirby? That'd be China, though. Okay. Was he I don't even know who, who was Japan. Nobody. Like, there's never I been a player. Even, like, there's no Suzuki. Jeremy Lin? Yeah. Ichiro could probably Ichiro. play if he wanted to. Jeremy Lin's not Japanese. Oh. He's from Taiwan. He's, not, he's from America. Yeah, he's American. But I think he's Taiwanese. 
I have no idea then. Yeah. I'm more excited about NBA 2K20, which comes out Friday. Okay. Andy, when does that price drop? Never. Yeah, $100 yeah. to have the good one? Are you goddamn it's got kidding? It's bad buzz it, with it. It really? definitely won't drop until that season starts. I would guess by like Christmas just because they'll be like, oh, some sales to still get That's this for your kids. Time to wait. You might see something. Maybe November? Black Friday? Yeah, oh, definitely Black yeah, Friday. Actually, that's a good like point you might too. see something. Yeah, you said as the season starts, like October fourteenth or something. Because I mean, who even would buy the regular one? Don't you want this thing has over a hundred teams? Do you have from to the past buy the expensive one to get all the teams? I don't know. You should know this, it, Andy. It's I called the Legend it. Edition, so I, I assume so. They have weight on the cover. So, because a lot of it is like buying coins for their games. Yeah, and it's, shit. it comes with a you know a goddamn bazillion yeah. coins or some shit. That's actually a good point because. A lot of the people that play 2K, I mean, to us, we just like to play against each other, but a lot of the people that are serious about it play with, like, they create a player and they you can game against yeah. other people. So maybe the Legend Edition is the whole point is it you can become a legend. Maybe. That'd be a good so thing maybe to look into. maybe look into, like, because if there's over 100 teams in the past, because the one we have here is not the Legend Edition, and we still get all oh, those teams. Oh, is it not? I mean, I don't know. I, don't, I imagine it would say Legend. That could be a very good point. Yeah, it should say that. Maybe, yeah, I can, I can look into what's... Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> probably actually, to don't. be honest, that's actually more of no, a Carter they're, question. Because yeah. Carter used to play. The trailer could, looks pretty dope. They put out a trailer of just like slot machines, showing how like you slot can use machine? your coins to win these prizes. Oh, I didn't see that. It's just so like fucking predatory that they want you to buy all the extra predatory stuff. Predatory check cashing. It is. It's that kind of same shit. I'm excited though. They want like little kids who, you know, they their parents' credit card is in the account already, and they're mm. like, "Yeah, I buy this," and then there you go. Yeah, my credit card's in it, but no fucking way am I buying it at yeah. full price. Goddamn kidding me! It's a video game. Exactly. But I'm excited for it. <laughs> Been waiting for like three months. I feel like for this. I know everyone just wants to beat Joe. Joe, Joe sucks. What? Joe is easy to beat. Joe's probably gonna be like the wizard or something and not realize. <laughs> I mean, I guess John Wall would still be on the roster. Uh, so in the trailer, Kevin Durant, I'm pretty sure, is playing in, on the Nets. Yeah, I guess that's a big point. I don't think they keep people who are broken. Yeah. I think they plug them in. Maybe they pull them. Didn't they pull them on this last year when they'd be hurt? You might be able to turn it off or on. Uh, yeah, you can usually have it like live and updated to where you can... It's like linked with what's going on in the yeah. actual season, but then you can turn that off, I think, and be can able you play to just as Demarcus Cousins in the prison league. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> play against, or have you uh, seen Adam Dwight Sandler? Howard? The video of Dwight Howard that's yeah. service today. He was, does not look. Was good. Was he wearing shoulder pads? I don't what know, but he looks on? like he has HIV. He looks like Tom Hanks in Philadelphia. His hair's weird. <laughs> like he looks like he's about to go on MTV. Carson well, he Daly beat shit. Out Maurice Spates in the tryout. So yeah, well, yeah, they well, Anthony like Anthony Davis wanted him on the team. Yeah, he wanted something because he was like, "Yo, I need some sort of other big guy." Hey, you know what? Javel McGee. You know, he that, held his ground last year. If he's as sincere as he appears to be in that video, maybe he does come out and kick some ass. Yeah, I, I feel like he is inspired, and he did leave on a bad note. So, I mean, as Laker fans, we have no choice but to be hopeful and optimistic. Yeah. But maybe like Andy we over here is a Clipper fan and more of a realist. Probably sits here thinking like, "No, you guys are fucked." He covered it last week. I'm more optimistic than you think about Dwight Howard. Okay, well. Yeah, we got into it a little bit last week. I was off the microphone. Yeah, I said that Dwight Howard was like the guy who nobody likes and he makes weird jokes. And But I think that might have gotten erased. I can't remember what got erased. Yeah. We, we had so, a good bit about Chris Mim. <laughs> we, yeah, we did a good 30 minutes. And then I re- we were on the big computer. I realized the bar was only recording me and his mic was off. Oh, wow. And he was on this little desk. So it wasn't even near my mic to get picked up. So we had to just restart. It sucked. 
wasn't as genuine. And yeah, we had some good banter about Chris Mim coming back. Also, he's yeah, forty years old. That, that got was on the real episode. It or wasn't. Not. Oh shit. Yeah, it was good. Shout out to Chris Mim. We're still thinking <laughs> about you. We were saying he was going to come back at like an accounting position or something. I oh, said he was a he's in uh, commercial real estate. Yeah, that's right. Is he? Most likely. Huh. Who would know? Yeah. So we just so we actually don't know. We're just making that up. I made it up. Oh. Yeah, maybe but we looked seems, it up at the time. It seems correct. Works for me. Yeah, like he's selling office spaces. Yeah. You know, they're buildings. Like, oh, I got a good spot for a new startup restaurant. And then he maybe bump, jumps in the ground floor, gets a little cut of it, too. He's probably a smart investor. Yeah, he looks financially savvy. I, okay, I, let's move on from yeah. Christmas. <laughs> yeah. What uh, right, yeah, let's... NFL? Yeah. Let's... No. No. Yeah, one, one story to break. No. Break Pete, Pete Alonso is taking the home run lead. So we'll have to but, see what happens tonight. Yeah, there's the two guys are pending that are going for it also. Bellinger and Trout each have 44. They both play tonight. I actually saw a funny thing with uh, that someone posted on Bellinger. So uh, people, uh, this video was on uh, on Instagram that I saw yesterday. And uh, it was these guys showing themselves doing a live bet. And they're watching the Dodger game as they're uh, looking at their bet. And it was the bottom of like the seventh or eighth inning. And Do- I think it was bottom of the seventh probably, bottom six, seven. And Dodgers were up 14 to 6 at the time against Colorado. I think this was was a Monday night. And they're looking at it, and he's like, the live bet is like eight and a half. And he's like, hey, hey, he's like, I kind of like Colorado. So you literally see him place his bet, Colorado plus eight and a half. Not even two seconds later, the pitch is thrown and Bellinger hits the home run down the right field line. <laughs> and it was just really funny because it's like, that's when it gets gambling, just gets very degenerate. When well, you're I think they won there. still because I think it was a 16-9 final. So. Oh, was it? There well, go. then good for them. But it was just funny at that moment with uh, that live bet thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we talked about it the other day. I think you said Trout was going to win it. I did. And I actually said Bellinger. So we'll see. Maybe we're both going to be wrong. Maybe it's going to be Alonzo. But let me ask you something really quick, Andy, because my uncle and I have been talking about this a lot at work. Are we – how confident are you – Bellinger is going to win the NL MVP. Very much so. All right, because Brewers are not going to make the playoffs. Oh, I'm not worried about him. Wait, Paul DeJong or something. What? Uh, Rendon's stats aren't too bad either. Rendon's batting like 339 now with 114 RBIs, 32 home runs. They're not going to. I mean, the Dodgers are still going to win if, 100 plus games. If Bellinger's average dips below 300 and Rondon ends the season somehow with 40 home runs and like 130 RBIs and bats in the mid-330s, I would be concerned, Andy. I'm just throwing that out there. I would be concerned. I mean, <laughs> what, what about Ryu? What are, the, what are the betting odds say right now? Actually, that's a good point. I have not even looked at that, and I feel like I probably can't right now because the games have started. I'm saying you could probably, if you can get them for 14 to 1 or something, maybe, maybe you do that. But Yeah, that's true. But uh, well, so Cy Young, is that still going to Rio? No. Who do you think now? Scherzer. Even though he's only like 9-5 and five or whatever? Yeah, because it doesn't matter. But even like DeGrom has more strikeouts than him and a better ERA, I think. What if it's DeGrom? I don't think so. Damn it. <laughs> I mean, Rio's given up like 16 runs and three starts or something now. Yeah, he's coming back to earth. Yeah. And then American League, Gar- I mean, not Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander, you think? I saw that... Mike Miner is actually leading in like the advanced stuff because he pitches in Texas, despite mm. having like a 3.7 ERA or something. I mean, he dominated the Yankees the other day. 
He's been no, he has been good, fantastic. But See, that's the thing I think people don't understand is like they just like the big numbers, like oh, this strikeouts or this ERA and this these home runs. But it's like you really do have to factor in like who you play for, who you're, where you're pitching your home games most, so most where most of your games are, and then I think also who's around you in the batting order. Like that's why with Trout, it's like you look at where he bats in that order. It's kind of crazy because he's got all year. He's had Fletcher in front of him and like. Otani or Goodwin behind him, and it's like he still does what he does. But anyway, shall we uh, get to the the meat and potatoes of this podcast today? Yeah, for the most part, we're going to be talking about football. The season starts tomorrow. Bears yeah, college Packers. football already started. I mean, yeah, it's hard to really talk about anything in college football yeah. until you get in there because nobody lost. There's yeah, no the one the one thing I will say is there was one big upset. Well, the Tennessee spread wise, yeah. yeah. And that was the 25-point favorite, which if you are a gambling person and you somehow were able to be able to take Georgia State money line, you uh, made yourself some money. But, uh, yeah, everybody else, yeah, it was, it's slow. You're getting into – it's, you know, even though it's week one, it still kind of feels like in a way it's preseason for the players and the refs because they don't get a preseason. So it's like in the next two, three weeks, we really should be seeing how uh, things are Yeah, things and, are going. And there, aren't, there weren't like a lot of scheduled big games. I think uh, – the yeah. Pac-12 is going to stop doing this because they just lost two years in a row. Their top team lost to Auburn to start the season two years in a row now. And yeah. Knocked them out of the the playoff hunt week one. And it's kind of – Yeah. They don't – we're not going to do that again. So Yeah, it's kind of a bummer for them. But, uh, yeah, there wasn't really a big – I guess actually that was the best game of the week, obviously. It was, it was the only matchup of top 25 teams. And then this week I think they're highlighting the big ones, LSU-Texas, which I think is what, like a 6 versus 10 or something like that? Yeah, they're both top 10. So Texas might be up to nine or something. All right. Yeah, it just college football is you know just dominated by a few teams, and early on it's kind of not all that great. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's it can be fun to watch, but it's fun to watch like teams dominate. You see, like when Oklahoma, it's like, what are they going to do? And they still dominate with their third quarterback in third years, three years doesn't matter. Yep. Well. But yeah, the NFL. NFL is our big thing, and we got some. Uh, there's been some deals made this week, especially one deal that uh, it's probably been the biggest talked about deal since like what May or something June. No, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what? What deal? Ezekiel Elliott. Have we been talking about that for that long? Not us, but the people. Oh, the world, yeah. Yeah, I think everyone after Gurley's deal, everyone talked thought like what's going to happen with the other big running backs it was such a high dollar deal and running backs are kind of falling out of favor and we saw melvin gordon hold out held out for a better deal and so did elliot a year earlier than you know gordon i mean because he was drafted earlier um, but it worked out for elliot he ended up getting the highest dollar amount for a running back ever i think he said six years 90 million but no one really really knows what the dollars mean in nfl deals because there's an easy out after three years or something, but it's still a ton of money, a ton of guaranteed money. And, I mean, after a bunch of talk from the Cowboys that, like, no, we're not going to do this, they, they gave in. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, everybody that did their fantasy football draft before today, I guess, which is the eve of the NFL season, then uh, that is kind of a bummer for you, I guess, because some people obviously that were maybe the number three or four pick might have skipped on them because they were nervous because there really was real talks that made it seem like, oh, shit, it doesn't look like either party is going to budge. But uh, a deal 
deal was made, which is good for him. So that's awesome, I guess. I mean, I'm actually in a fantasy league that I actually have at 8 p.m. tonight, and uh, it's currently 7.20 about, so I'll be probably doing that while I'm podcasting our entertainment pod, which is also just a great podcast of ours. Yeah, I did some some drafts over the weekend, and yeah, you'd see Elliot drop out of the first round even. Yeah. Um, Actually, see people draft um, what, Tony Pollard, I think is his name, the backup, yeah. and now it's like, well, that guy's worthless. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so who else was a, uh, we had some, uh, we had a, a couple other good signings. Yeah. There's another, uh, extension signed by Jared Goff ended up being the richest deal ever. Uh, like four years, a hundred something, 130 million. Yeah. I saw something that some guy had tweeted, obviously is like messing around saying like, you know, with these quarterbacks that are getting this amount of money, they're like, when it comes to the day for Mahomes, Mahomes is going to get like 900 million. <laughs> Mahomes already signed a deal, I believe. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's a fool then. He should have waited. No, but I think it's because it's he gets paid earlier. I think it's how it works. So I think his extension starts next year where it'll be his fourth year. So they're like buying out his early cheap years or something. I think it was something like that. But yeah, it's the money just keeps going up and up. We were like making fun of Kirk Cousins deal last year. He's getting 30 million a year. And now that seems like, well, that's just what it, that's what it costs. So, and that's why it's such a such a benefit to have guys like um Brady and at like 20 million and I think Rivers is still making 20 million or less. And some of these older guys that just kind of they take team friendly deals. Or they took what was a lot of money at the time. So, I mean, I know you're I think Roethlisberger makes under 30. I think he signed a deal recently. And it's like yeah. Look at all these kind of guys well, who aren't remember, as good. I remember seeing a thing, I think it was last year probably where they showed the top five highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL and all five of them, it was just kind of like, what? It was like Joe yeah. Flacco, Matt Stafford, Stafford and Derek I mean, Carr. Yeah. It's just like anyone who I feel like Andrew Luck was on that list. Rest in peace. Yeah, but probably. you know, it's, it's, it is crazy. It gets who, who? Yeah. If, if you're, if you're good enough to start, even if you're only like the 20th best guy, you're going to get paid. Um, but I can't, can't fault the deal that, that seemed to be, the offense is working around him, so you know, and he's still young. To he could be better than he was. I think a Super Bowl was a mess, but he was he's what twenty four or something. Yeah, so. and that that feel yeah that Super Bowl the whole thing was just kind of screwy because it's kind of like where was Todd Gurley wasn't there, and I mean it's like when you can't establish a run game, like that's always what frees up a quarterback. Is you know when you know the teams have to respect the ground game, and in that game, I the Patriots truly didn't have to. So, anyway. We also had a, a wild weekend for the Houston Texans. Yeah. Who uh, were unable to get Jadavian Clowney to uh, sign his franchise tag. And he demanded to be traded. And eventually they did work at a deal. And he's going to Seattle. And it's a really shitty deal for Houston. I think they're only getting a third-round pick and a couple of like linebackers who like aren't stars by any means, but... Could make, I think, would make their roster and play, but not like top guys. And you know, Clowney is still one. Of, he's one of the better defenders, even though he might be disappointing. Everyone thought he was going to be, you know, the next great pass rusher, and he's just been like instead just a, an above average good player. But that really helps Seattle because they still have a number of good players on defense. They have a great defensive coach. They still have a great quarterback, but they kind of looked like a team that. You know, it was an eight and eight range. So now they got another 
star to add for something very cheap. Yeah, yeah, should be uh, should be good. So we're talking about the Texans. They made another deal as well. Okay. They acquired Laramie Tunsil, left tackle from the Dolphins. Also Kenny Stills. I think he's kind of a throw-in. I think the Dolphins wanted to get him out of there after he criticized the owner a couple weeks back. Oh, yeah. He was uh, not happy about, like, Jay-Z or something, right? Or He talked about that, but also the fact that the Dolphins owner was hosting a big fundraiser for Trump. Oh. So, yeah, he's like, you shouldn't, you know, preach equality or whatever and then also support Trump. And Yeah. But now You're probably right to, then. They probably wanted that headache out of their locker room. I didn't even so think about he's, that. he's uh, going to a team with also a guy that supports yeah, Trump because they're the, all old rich white guys. Called so. the, especially in Houston. I feel like that was Miami being like, yeah, fuck you, Kenny Stills. You thought I was bad. Wait till you go to the owner that called you guys all like slaves like a couple years ago or something. Yeah, something. But um, they gave a lot, like unlike the Clowney deal. They actually gave up a lot to get this. Two first rounds and a second rounder. Uh, Tunsil was a great prospect coming into college. If you remember what happened to him, he was maybe the top guy in that draft class. But then, like, 10 minutes before the draft, he uh, that video came out of him smoking out of, the, like, the bong gas oh, mask. Yeah. Where'd he go? He went to, like, Old Miss, right? I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was good. Yeah, Houston so, well. So he, I mean, he... Didn't like, have the greatest start to his career, probably but he was at good least, last year. Probably at least rebounded things for Houston because a lot of people were uh, – because I was actually – this past weekend I was actually with uh, some guys that are – one of them was actually from Houston, so he's actually a big Houston Everything fan. And we were with him when that trade happened in the morning with Clowney, and he was not happy. He was just yeah. so pissed off. But at least the other part probably at least helps a little yeah, bit. It's probably but. a bad trade. They probably gave it too much, but I think they're – going all in for this year because yeah luck's gone so yeah, you just have to basically beat the titans or jaguars the, the division's very wide open especially and, with and who knows maybe Brissett does do something for the colts i yeah, doubt it and, but and we'll, we'll talk about it when we get into our over-unders okay um but i think the other thing for houston is that um their offense line isn't good and their big investment is in deshaun watson who they want to keep protected because he gets sacked a lot despite being you know a mobile quarterback He's taken a lot of sacks the last two years, so they want to make sure he's got a good offensive line there. So they they overpaid, but yeah, you know sometimes you got to do that. Sometimes, yeah. So, alrighty, are you ready for our big? Yep, this is the big thing. Our over unders. We've done this the last all the years we've had a podcast, which is what is this our second year, third year? This might only be the second time doing this. Maybe third. I don't know actually. I feel like we did on the website one time, maybe. I think so. So maybe this is like our third year, we'll say. But it's always fun. So let's uh, let's get to it. So let's start with the defending champs, the AFC East champions. So we're going to start by division. New England Patriots over under 11 wins. Want me to go first? Yes. Well, we can um, rotate. If you, you can tell me. No, yeah, no, it's fine. This one, I will say, and here's the thing, too. I don't know about you. I'm going in on this pretty blind because I don't know anyone's schedule by heart, obviously. I imagine you don't either. No, I don't think it matters as much. I can, also, I can say they'll win at least five games in that division probably this year. I feel like they always lose in Miami on like a Monday night. So. Yeah. <laughs> probably like not it. this year, but maybe the Bills upset them or something. But I will say 11. Oh, it's just so tough to say because it's like 
Brady's a year older, but it's just New England. I'll I'll say they go over. I'll say I think I think they'll end up with about twelve wins this year. Also, how are we doing this? If they get exactly never mind. So you can say exactly, but you're kind of yeah. I'll yourself. say they go. Yeah, I'll say they go over the eleven wins. Yeah, I'll say under just because I'd hate them. I think no. Um, I do think it's going to fall apart eventually for Tom Brady. He actually didn't have that great of a year, kind of you know around the top ten, and he didn't have a great Super Bowl at all. And then they lost their best pass rusher and Trey Flowers. So I, I mean, they're, they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to win this division. I think they haven't won less than ten games in like twenty years now. Yeah, so, they did have some like, but I think. Ten and six could happen this year. I mean, Gronkowski's gone. There's, there's reasons. Josh Gordon. I don't <laughs> think it's going to work out. I'm not really optimistic about that. All right. All right. So the next team, the New York Jets, seven and a half. Also, Buffalo seven and a half. If you want to do them both, and yeah, we'll, we'll just do them both. I'm going to say under on both of them. I don't think either of those teams are 500 teams. All right. Well, I'm going over on the Jets because I do think Miami is really bad. So they'll get yeah. those two wins. And I think they have uh, – I think Sam Darnold will be better. I know you maybe have some reasons. Why no, not, no. But, uh, All those players party. Yeah. So I kind of like the Jets. I think I, they could make, get a wild card. I am high on Le'Veon Bell, and I mean I'm – I'm all for drafting him in fantasy because I, I do believe he's going to come out this year and actually have a good year because I've been, I've followed him on it. I've still follow him on Instagram and that guy works like a, like, you know, like a horse, like that guy just really works hard. And I maybe he does lead them to like an eight and eight season or maybe nine and seven, but I just, I just see them more at like seven and nine. Yeah. It does kind of seem like they've been a perpetual seven and nine type team. Um, kind of same with Buffalo, although they made the playoffs that one year. Yeah, I'm going under on Buffalo. I'm still not a believer in uh, Josh Allen. Yeah. They didn't give him anything to work with. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, Buffalo for sure. Will... I think I think Buffalo wins like six games this year yeah. or five. I think uh, people like that running back who won the job over McCoy. The Singletary. Yeah, but it's still like okay. The receivers are like Zay Jones and John Brown. It, it's not yeah, not a lot to work with the young quarterback. Um, speaking of not a lot to work with, <laughs> Miami four and a half. So this division has the highest over under and the lowest over under. Yeah, with Miami, I gotta go. I gotta go under also. It's because I just truly think I think what will happen with Miami is they'll be like three and nine or three and ten or something. And I think it'll get to a point where maybe they're four and ten with two weeks left, and they'll get to the point where they're kind of like, we want the number one pick. We want to go get Tua or Herbert or something and just start this thing over. Yeah, I think so as well. The moves they've made already indicate that they're not really uh, trying to win. Um, my one concern is that they are starting Fitzpatrick, who yeah. can actually be really good sometimes. He was That's great true. for about three games last year. They beat the Saints week one. I could see something like that. If they like started 2-0 or something, then they'd be like, shit, we don't want this. But, yeah, I think under. Uh, so next, we're heading to the AFC North. The favorite in this division are the Pittsburgh Steelers at 9.5. I'm going over. I think Pittsburgh goes ten and six or eleven and five and wins that division. They're ready this year. They're gonna win. They're they actually, from what I saw recently, have now actually become the favorites to win that division at still like a plus one twenty five or like plus yeah something like that price. So 
still a underdog price, but yeah, there's no clear cut favorite in that division. It's mainly between Pittsburgh and Cleveland, but it's one of the for some divisions. of you believers, you have Baltimore lurking in the back, so we'll just have to see. But I definitely think Steelers get a double digit win, a double digit win season this year. I also have them over. Um, I think the offense is going to be not as good as people are expecting. Like, I think they will miss Antonio Brown more than people think. But I think the defense is actually going to be really yeah, good. Yeah, the defense is going to finally be good again. Because what's hurt the Steelers over those last like five years, I would say, like basically ever since Paul Amalu left, I feel like, the defense just hasn't had that mean intensity. But this does look like it's starting to shape up again and come around. So I'm excited for it. And if you can get that good Steeler defense and Connor can have another year and – thing with the Steelers is their receivers over the years, they've always been able to just step up. Like, it's always been, like, kind of next man up. And it's been like that for a while with them. So I'm hoping uh, Juju's going to end up being the bang guy now. And then hopefully, like, Moncrief or, that, or Washington or someone can also step up. And then next we have the Cleveland Browns at nine wins. <sighs> this one's tough because it's like, I mean, I don't think they're going to have like a six or seven win season, but I do think it's going to be somewhere between eight and 10 wins. And I'm going to, I'm going to say it's just hard to have two 10 win winners in that division. I feel like Like, Uh, last year there was a division that two had two 12 win teams. So that's true. It's possible. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go over. I think, I think they go exactly ten and six, and then the Steelers go like eleven and five or something. I feel like that's how that division's gonna go. Because I, Cincinnati is lost, I think, and then I'm not high on Baltimore at all. So, I think they could get some wins in their divisions. They'll probably split with each other. Also, I feel like yeah. both home teams will win their games. So I'm going under with Cleveland, but not like a big under. Yeah, I'm not like. That would definitely be one of my bets that I wouldn't I think be putting my own money on. I think when they, they really will put it together. Yeah, I agree. Because you got to get all these different guys you know, on the same page. And, you know, there's more tape on Baker Mayfield, that kind of stuff. At, in third, Baltimore, eight and a half. That's why I said this is one of the closest divisions. <laughs> Top three teams separated by one game on the over-under. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to guess you're going to say under because you just said you didn't really like Baltimore. So. Yeah, I'm going under it. Baltimore is just – I know they're, they're trying the new offense and stuff this year with uh, – like I, I've heard things before like they want to do a lot of like some option and stuff or like just more running and stuff, and I just think it won't be too long before defenses will be able to stop that. And if you're behind in a game, you're going to have to depend on Lamar Jackson. Like we saw it in the game where it was the Chargers that beat him, right? Where in that game in the playoffs, like depending on Lamar Jackson throw the ball, it was hard to watch. And it was an ugly game, and it was just it, – it's just they're in trouble, I think, when they can't – like, they're gonna, you're going to need a quarterback that can throw the ball and throw it well, and I just don't think that's him. So, yeah, I'll say they go under their total this year. I've got under as well. Then we got the Bengals, five and a half wins. Under. I think Bengals go, like, exactly five and 11. I think that's, like, a good, good over-under on them. I think they – have a five and 11 season. I just think that with AJ green out now and then just other thing, they're just not a good team. I got the same. Yeah. Uh, and the AFC South Houston Texans, eight and a half under, I think they go eight and eight again. I think that's another one that's like right there. 
I don't think, uh, I don't know. I just, even though that division's not that great, I just don't think Houston's, especially with the running back situation now, Lamar Miller's out for the season. I just think that they're about an eight-win team. But with that said, an eight-win team could win the, uh, that division this year. That is not a good division anymore. And uh, eight wins could honestly tie the knot in that division. So we'll see. Yeah, I've got them over. I think they'll, I'll think they'll tie for the division with nine wins. Because I think they're going to tie with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. I think they'll both go nine and seven, tie for the division. I mean, someone will end up getting the wild card. But I think that's going to be one of those divisions. It's like, well, that one's shit. But because it's shit means they get to beat up the other teams. Um, so, yeah, Jacksonville's over-under is eight. So, what do you got for them? Uh, if you, if Before the luck would have been hurt, I would have said uh, I would have said probably under because I think they would have lost one, if not both those games of the Colts. But I'll say over now. I think they, Jacksonville could easily go like nine and seven, maybe sneak out a ten and six year if that defense is really good and uh, – What's his face? Uh, Nick Foles is for real, but uh, yeah, yeah. I think the defense will be really good again, and I think their offense will at least be okay. Yeah, so that's in that division. I think it's going to be enough to get to nine and seven. Um, also at eight wins, Tennessee Titans. That one, I'm going to say, this is going to be the first my first push. Yeah, I think eight and eight is very possible for the Titans. I don't see them being a double digit team, but I also don't see them winning only like. Five or six, seven games. I see about eight or nine wins for them, but I'll go and say they end up going eight and eight. I'm gonna go under. I I don't know what it, exactly it is I don't like about this team. <laughs> it seems like Mariota should always be better, but he's not. And I'm actually kind of thinking he will be better this year, but something else will go wrong. So I don't. I don't know. Could, I, they're not gonna win eleven games, but I can also see them winning nine games. I think they I think they've won nine games like every year for the last decade. Yeah, they've been a weird team. They've been they like made the playoffs. They played for that game ago. last year against the Colts too on Sunday Night yeah. Football. That was for the playoffs. But they beat the Chiefs in the playoffs two years ago, which is crazy. Then the Colts seven and a half uh, uh, under. I think the Colts go seven and nine. I think they're not going to be able to do much. I wasn't even too high on the Colts, even with Andrew Luck. A lot of people have them like fifteen to one to win them. Super Bowl or whatever, but I, I think they're going to end up being a seven and nine team, and maybe even six and ten. Uh, I have the Colts under two. I actually was high on them with Andrew Luck. If, if it I was think, a healthy Andrew Luck, I think it's the best team he would have had. Because I think offensive line, defense, defense, that kind of stuff. Um, but it's just that's not going to get it done in with a. Bel- Below average quarterback. Yeah. As maybe Brissett isn't and Brissett's that bad, like, but he's yeah. still, there's a reason he was a backup. Okay, heading into uh, the AFC West. We have Kansas City at 10.5. Over. I think Kansas City has another big season. I think they that Mahomes, I think, is just a freak. I think he's a weirdo. And I think that just makes him play good football. And, yeah, I think they'll figure things out and have another good year. Okay. I uh, think I'm going over, too, even though they're <laughs> my team's rival. Um, I think 
yeah, that offense is going to be still just so good that they're going to they're going to win games. They're going to be able to come back against teams they shouldn't. I don't know. Not I'm not in love with the team. I think the defense is still just as bad as it was last year. They got some new players, but they also lost some guys. So, but the offense will keep them in games. We have the Chargers at ten. Over. I mean, I think even without Melvin Gordon, I think they'll be good. I mean, one of those two teams is bound to go over. So, I mean, I can't, I don't feel like I can go wrong with either. But I think the Chargers, 11 or 12 wins again for them. And then I think the Chiefs around the same thing. That'll be another good fight. Cause also, it's like they both should sweep Oakland and Denver. So, whether they do or not is up to them, but they should. And I just think, I think this could be the year I think where the Chargers, the AFC is wide open, in my opinion, because the, the Patriots shouldn't do what they've done the last few years. And then that AFC South, you can just swipe, swipe, sweep them under the rug. I think it's going to be between, I mean, call me biased with my Steelers, but I think it's going to be between Steelers, Chargers, and Chiefs. I just feel like the Patriots are finally going to be done. I'm not high on Cleveland. I just feel like there's nobody else other than that. Yeah, that last year, both the Chargers and Chiefs won 12 games, so I think that could happen again this year. Which yeah. would suck because the Chargers ended up getting a wild card, even though they had a better record than the well, Patriots. If I was the Chargers this year, I wouldn't mind playing a wild card if it meant I got to play whoever the AFC South winner well, is. Well, what happened last year, they got to play Baltimore in the opening round exactly, game, but then they yeah. had to go to New England the next week. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, so it's the, it's the next way. week that ends yeah. up hurting you because you want to play those home games. Yeah. And I think everyone's make a big deal about Derwin James being out for a good chunk of the year. They kind of forget. They won 12 games, and Joey Bosa missed like the same <laughs> – yeah okay i have to stop god damn it i texted him too like 20 minutes ago it's no he i don't wouldn't think be, he's even in that room he wouldn't be an asshole are we still recording yes we are but you can just edit this also maybe save this, this is pretty fun i'm curious i don't think you'll be able to hear it but i don't what's wrong with him Drumline? What is this? <laughs> That's the point. Is that it's so loud? He literally doesn't know he lives with people. Dude, I guess my dad. Like, so we have the guy that lives above us. He's like an old guy. He's, honestly, he's probably like an old version of him. Like, just doesn't realize how loud he's being without whatever. And he, my dad, I guess, like a few nights ago, was like twelve o'clock because he's weird. He's loud at random times, like twelve, twelve thirty, one o'clock in the morning on like a Saturday and Friday night or something. So I wasn't there. And I guess he was being loud. And my dad goes out in the living room, opens the door, and just screams to the top. And is like, hey. He's like, can you please keep it down or whatever? And then, like, he said, like, a, he heard, like, door open. But then he slammed his to make the guy know that it's, like, he was talking to him. But pretty funny. You ever do the old broom on the ceiling move? No. But, I mean, it is annoying. I say we keep all that. <laughs> We got a, a nice side story here, uh, Andy. So Luke had no idea what he was doing. He had no idea. I had texted him too, but he probably lost his phone. He was like, "What? what? Is it really?" <laughs> <laughs> it's so oh. Well, there you go, podcasters. Enjoy that little uh, side note. I don't think we edit that. You use your best judgment, Andy. Okay, we had a little delay, but I think we're going to keep it in. I think we're back. Okay, we're going to continue talking about the NFL. Um, I believe we're now on to Denver. Who are at seven? Uh, you know what? That's another one. I'm going to say a tie. 
I could see Denver going seven and nine. I mean, I don't think they're going to be like a you know a five win team or anything, but they're definitely not going to be. It would shock me if they're an above eight win team, like nine or ten. But uh, I think seven's like the perfect number for Denver. So I'll say exactly seven. It's weird for me. I I think I like every team in this division like to go over. So I'm going to stick with over here for Denver. All right. I think they uh, have a better quarterback situation. And I like yeah, that's true. I don't Black know. Up. I'm always in on their defense for some reason. Maybe they just scare it's me. Because it's always good. It's, it just reminds me. I feel like of like the Atlanta Braves bullpen or something. It just seems like even if they have a bad team, it's like that part of their game still seems to be good. Because I mean, they have that Bradley Chubb who, yeah, could be great. So yeah. Hey, you're almost making me rethink, but I'll stick it seven on the nose. And we got the Raiders at six. I'm deep in thought, but uh, you know what? I'll go over. I felt like Gruden had that team inspired. I could see them sneaking a seven and nine season or an eight and eight. So I'll just go with that. That's what my gut's telling me. I don't think they're going to be the disaster that some people think they are. I agree. But I also can see them being like a good five and 11. <laughs> Because if I like all the rest of the team, I also division. agree. I was actually thinking that too. I was like, they're not. They're going to be one of those good bad teams. Yeah. Like they're they're not like the Dolphins that it's like, wow, that team is just bad. It's like they're a good team. It's just they're not winning. They're just not there yet, but they will be. I mean, they're Maybe. literally not there yet in Vegas. Yes. Yes. They will be. All right. So that closes out the AFC. So um, on to the NFC. We're going. We're going back east to Philadelphia, who. Our favorite in their division at ten and a half. Mm, this is one. Uh, you know what? I went first on the AFC, Andy. How about you go first on the NFC? Okay. Well, I am going to start off going under. Okay, I got stuck on my website. Okay, what happened here? Sorry. Under for the Eagles. Uh, I think people are really overrating them. I think I know they've got like all kinds of players all over the field and stuff, but Carson Wentz still scares me. I know he was not terrible when he came back last year, but he wasn't the same as the year before. And I just don't know what to think. I think 10.5 is a lot for a team I'm not super confident in. Yeah, and I agree. I'm I'm going under also. I, I think they'll be like exactly at 10. I think they're at 10 and 16 this year. So I, I like under 10.5. I, I just don't think I'm the same way. I don't. They don't impress me too much to be like this dominant team that wins 12, 13 games or anything like that. So I see... 10 and 6 for them this season, which could still win that division and actually probably would, but we'll see. What does that say about this next team, the Dallas Cowboys at 9? So, remember going first? Yeah. I'm going over. I think they got their whole team back now. I think they've got good players throughout their defense. And I think they're another year into like this core now. And, you know, they were kind of surprising last year to be as good as they were. Yeah. So, I think they're. I think they're going to have a good year. I don't know if it's going to, you know, they're going to finally break through. and. Yeah, no, I agree with all that 100%. I'm going over with them also, especially now getting Elliott. You got Prescott. Amari Cooper looked great when he got traded to them last year. And who knows, man, they're not saying he's going to do anything, but maybe just having Jason Witten back in the locker room and <laughs> no, stuff. I forgot about that. <laughs> may, might just be like, you know what, Wit? We're going to do this one for you, buddy. Yeah, and then you can go back and try to get your old job yeah, back. No, I, I don't know. think so. I think he's going to just have to coach like somewhere. Coach Tennessee is alma mater. They're a disaster. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but, speaking uh, of disasters, Washington Redskins, oh boy, six and a half. I don't know if I could go more under. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I already had it in my head as like, well. They're starting Case Keenum, which who had a good year two years ago. 
Um, not good last year at all. Yeah. Uh, so the the kid from Ohio State didn't win the job. I don't know what's going on with their coaching. I, I think that's a lot of these teams. I feel like they know that they're bad and that Haskins is going to come in there by week six or seven. I think that has to be the case. So they'll they'll be one of those teams. I agree. I'm going under also. Under six and a half, and I agree with you. I uh, this has got to be a four or five win team. They don't have good receivers. I think my uncle was telling me one time that this team was like, I think it was Dan Patrick or someone had them rated as like the worst receiving core in the NFL. Yeah, so Jordan Reed's their tight end, but he had his nineteenth concussion, and he's gonna shouldn't never play again. Yeah, um, they cut that Doxson, who's kind of a bust. Yeah, they're not they're not in a good position at all. Yeah, they're uh, they're definitely a four and twelve team Adrian or something. Peterson or five. was supposed to be cut. Like Gruden wanted, so the other Gruden wanted Peterson to be cut, and they said no. And don't they have a good player holding out right now, also, or something? Their left tackles holding out. Yeah, they're. And he fucked. said he said he'll never play for the Redskins organization because it's such a terrible organization. It's like there's a lot of bad shit going yeah, on. Yeah, they they might win one game. This could be yeah, this could be a two and fourteen <laughs> team or something. Yeah. And then we got the Giants at six. I mean, <sighs> I'm also going under with them. Eli's starting. They have injuries. I mean, I think they're a team building for the future. Like, I think they're going to try to, yeah, with the Beckham trade, that kind of stuff. I think they're looking for the future. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, we agreed on that whole division, but I agree because I think they're going five and twelve. I don't think I think six wins is too much for them. Five and twelve would be impressive. Wow, five and five and eleven. I mean, <laughs> you have an extra but, game. Eli's seventeenth game. But I just think uh, I mean six and ten. I could maybe, but definitely they're not getting seven wins this season. They're, this is not a seven win team. This is definitely a well below 500 Could football be a, team. Another Saquon Barkley 2,000 yard year. That's true. I mean, I forgot he even was on the team. Yeah, but. it doesn't even matter. They're they're not good. Uh, moving to the AFC, AFC NFC North, the Chicago Bears playing tomorrow nine and a half. Oh yeah, I always forget to me. I mean, I can go first too. No, we can I'm, always I'm, switch I'm it gonna, off. I'm gonna remember. I'm in, I'm going under with the Bears. I don't believe in Mitch Trubisky. Um, I. Don't think their offense is going to be good at all. They didn't improve at the receiver position. They kind of have a bunch of, like, not really great guys. Allen Robinson, I don't know if it is ever going to be good again or be more than what he was last year. And then I think the defense is, while still going to be really, really good, one of the best defenses in the NFL, Yeah, it's not going to be good enough to carry that offense like it was last year. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to go over. I think they can win. 10 exactly. I don't think they're going to have 11, 12, 13 win season, but I think they go 10 and six. But with that said, for that game tomorrow, I do like the Packers getting the points tomorrow. And if you can buy it up to like, it's that three, if you get it to three and a half or like, I would say buy it up because I do think Packers go in there tomorrow night. Cause I think you're catching a break plane to get to play in Chicago when it's still September before that weather gets really cold and shitty, even though green Bay would be used to that kind of weather, but just saying, when it becomes that atmosphere and you're playing a really good defense in that kind of weather on the road, it uh, it's got the makings of a long night. But I think Aaron Rodgers goes in there tomorrow night on a national stage, first game of the season, and uh, gets the job done. That's yeah. just a little side note for you gamblers yeah, out there. Yeah, one of the reasons I have the Bears under is because they have the Packers over. I believe in them tomorrow night. And that is what? What? The Packers over? Let's yeah. just go right into it. Because I think... This is going to be one of those um, Aaron Rodgers, like, fuck you seasons where there's been a little chatter about, like, oh, he's only won one Super Bowl and, you know, I think one MVP. And is he really – like, Brady's really separated himself. I think he's going to go out there and just be like, like, I don't have McCarthy anymore. This is my team. Yeah, I'm just going to go out new there coach. and just fuck people up. 
So that's that's my prediction for the Packers. What is their over under? You never said no, it. Oh, nine and a half. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I, I'll go over with them too. I I agree with that. I think they uh, they will have a good season. Also, I I do think it's a new coach, and I feel like Aaron Rodgers to him that's gonna be good for him, and uh, I think he's ready to try to make a deep a deep run again. And uh, Packers, maybe we can see them back and maybe at least an NFC title game or something this season. Yeah, I think we've really missed it. I mean, Rodgers is, is fun. He's kind of likable and also unlikable at the same time. Yeah, I think the thing with Rodgers is I do remember that season where he dominated, where they beat the Steelers in the Super Bowl. And I just remember when you would watch him, it was like they were, he would never come off the field. It was like it'd be third and nine, and you'd be like, oh, we're going to get him off. They're at their own 30, and he throws a – 32 yard pass and you know gets you down inside the you know 35 yard line or something and you're just like Ugh. and then the next team the nfc north we got the minnesota vikings at nine i'm gonna go under with them even though i really liked the vikings last year i think there's something really weird going on with that team yeah people getting hurt and coming back and people anthony yeah. Barr like signed a deal to leave and then didn't leave and came back yeah I'll go. I'll go under with them also. I think they'll go, and I think that's because they'll go like eight and eight. I mean, I'm not thinking this is going to be a below 500 team. Maybe they I could, should be though. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe I could rebuild. I don't know. But I mean, Kirk Cousins didn't do well last year, so I don't know why people just expect him to do it better this year. I mean, I know they're getting like Dalvin Cook back or something like that and whatever. But Kirk Cousins, it's been known that he doesn't play well against good teams and stuff like that. And so he was just always a big. Kind of, I hate to say it, but like kind of like a, maybe like a garbage time type, a garbage stat type quarterback when he was on Washington. You know, he'd be in that game when they were down by three touchdowns with going into the fourth quarter, and some of these coaches have taken out defensive guys, and Cousins would go out there and he throw was some very touchdowns. Consistent with Washington, it was one of those things where it's like he's the only guy to have you know four thousand yards, twenty five TDs every year. And it's like, but I think he got that last year. I think his numbers looked okay. But, yeah, he just didn't show up when they needed him most. Um, I think here's my big surprise. I'm going over with Detroit. What is it at? Six and a half. Ooh, that I is I think uh, people are ready for them to kind of go into the tank. A lot of people think uh, Matt Patricia will get fired first of any coach. Um, I kind of like the team. I've always liked Stafford. I think he's better than people give him credit for. I think Galladay, who's like their now number one receiver, I think he's going to have a – a good year. So if you haven't drafted one of those fantasy sleeper type guys, and because I went under on some of the other teams in the division, I think they can uh, steal some games there. I'm going to go under still. I think that, and my reason is solely on that division. I mean, you have to play the Packers twice, the Bears twice, the Vikings twice. There's a, that's got to be at least four losses, if not five or six, to be honest. So I just think that they go like five and 11 or something like that. I'm just not saying they're going to be really bad, but they. Uh, it's just that division's just at its peak right now with those three other teams. Those three teams are all capable of having double-digit win seasons, so I think it's just tough for Detroit to have, to have six of their 16 games versus those three teams. Okay, now we're into the NFC South. The New Orleans Saints, 10.5. Wow. I will go under. It's a, it's a big number. The team was... Really, really good last year, but um, Drew Brees kind of wasn't as good down the stretch. 
and the team doesn't have a ton of receiving weapons. It kind of seems like they could be a team, one of those surprise disappointments. You know, it's like, oh, surprisingly, they went 9-7. and seven. So that's what I'm going with. Uh, I think they'll go over. I, I have it. I just have a feeling that the Saints just always seem to move the ball and score and do well, and I just think that there's the superior team in that division by far and that they'll have another like 12 win season at least 11 wins so yeah okay next the atlanta i was gonna call them hawks but the falcons a different bird they're at eight and a half and i'm gonna go over i think this is the year they get back to that super bowl form i mean maybe not as good but i think they're 13 and three that year or something but i think uh they had just one of those really awful years last year where everything went wrong and i think it'll start to go right second year for calvin ridley what did you say the over under was again eight and a half eight and a half okay can you say that in a sentence no i'm kidding (laughs) 8.5 i'll say over also i i think atlanta will get back to that offense that we knew and loved just a couple years ago ridley i drafted him in a league last night i was reading something that i'm banking on that said like he's supposed to be even faster this year and better you still got Julio Jones, who's just not even a human in my opinion. He's just a freak of nature. And I think Matt Ryan's ready to move this ball and have a good, you know, 35 touchdown season or something like that for him. So I think uh, Atlanta, yeah, I could like them over nine and a half. I think they can go double digit wins this season. All right, third in this division, the Carolina Panthers at eight. I'm going under. I feel like that eight is like a courtesy eight because, like, they're never truly dreadful. But I don't think that defense is going to be as good or as reliable as it has been. And then that offense just doesn't doesn't excite me. Chris McCaffrey is a way better fantasy player than actual player. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people get, like, a little hyped up with that thing and, like, oh, they're going to be good because they have Christian McCaffrey. But it's like Christian McCaffrey's like you just said, he's, it's a, he's a fantasy player that's good. He's not like a – a, uh, like it's not going to make his team good. Like he's not going to add X amount of wins to his team. So you're going so, under? Yeah, I'm going under. Yeah, sorry. I got distracted there. You said under eight, right? Yeah. Yeah, under. I could see them maybe going eight and eight, but I think they're going to be a seven and nine team. And then last in the division, Tampa Bay, six and a half. I'm also going under. I think the team might be on the right track. They just don't have a good defense at all. I expect better things out of Jameis Winston. Just like I said, I expect better things out of Mariota. I think both those guys will kind of they'll do well enough to keep their jobs, but they're never going to be live up to the promise of what they should have been. Yeah, but I'm still going to go under. But they're not going to be three and thirteen. I think. Yeah, I'll go. Oh, sorry, you said six and a half, right? Mm-hmm. That's tough because it's like I could see a seven and nine season, but not as much as I could see a six and ten season. So I'm going to go under as well. And also, because I wouldn't be surprised if like something goes wrong with Winston midway through the season, and they're just kind of they make a QB change or something. Because I yeah, know that there's, there's been health things too. That there's happen, been people you know. that like you know whatever, but yeah, I'll say they go five and eleven or six and ten. All right, we got our last division here, the NFC West, the LA Rams at ten. I'm going to go over. I think uh, ten is kind of disres- disrespectful. This team was amazing last year, and. They're returning most people. I know, like, Sue is gone. Uh, I think the defense will be fine. I think the offense will still be incredible. I think 
even if Gurley isn't what he was, I think it might they still might be an amazing offense because they're just the receiving weapons and the system they have. So, yeah, I'll say over ten also for the Rams. I think they're still a good team. I think maybe there's some like people that are like unsure about Gurley and then like the whole like Super Bowl thing and whatnot. Yeah, but like, oh, they were exposed or something. Like yeah, that. like I think they'll be good again. I mean, McVay's smart enough too that if people really think they were exposed, that he'll change it. Yeah. So I think they're an eleven or twelve win season also. And we got Seattle eight and a half. I like the clowny move. I always like Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. I'm not sold on them being a Super Bowl contender by any means, but definitely a wild card team. So I'm going over eight and a half. I'll go under. I think they they'll they'll be an eight and eight team. They're still good, but I mean, nine wins or something wouldn't surprise me. But I think they'll end up being eight and eight. So yeah, I'll go under with the Seahawks. And then the 49ers at eight. This one seems to be the most off to me. I know it's like they're getting Garoppolo back, but those backup QBs actually played pretty decently for them last year, and they were still one of the worst teams in the NFL. So I still think they're going to be a five-win team, even with even if Garoppolo does well and is fo- fully healthy, which doesn't seem likely at this point, the way he's played in the preseason. So Yeah, I'm going to say uh, under also. The Niners are... I think they just have so much going on. Like they're like Garoppolo, it's like he just looked scared kind of out there in that one game. And I mean, I'm sure he does come back and do good, but I just don't think he has enough around him to be really to have that team be a really good team. So I'll say under also, but I think they're about a year or two away from being an actual like contending team. And then the last team, Arizona, five and a half. I'm going under because I don't think Kyler Murray is going to make that much of a difference. I think he'll have some fun games, but the team is still just horrible. So I don't see them making a big jump. Like six wins just seems wrong for me. But for who's Arizona? Yeah. Oh, under. I know it took me a second because yeah, I, 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 yeah, I even saw something today that had it at like five even. So I mean, everything's different. But yeah, I mean, this was supposed to be updated today. So oh, then maybe mine wasn't. But they, yeah, they're. Yeah, when I was looking for these things, because I wanted I wanted like the clowny stuff to be built in. I don't know if the Elliot thing was built in yet. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. Probably, maybe not. But well, regardless, we did it. But even if Cardinals were five wins, I think I still would have gone. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think six is. And I think they want to be bad. I think they want to get high picks to build around Kyler Murray. So yeah, I still think the offense will put up some. They'll put up more points than they did last year, but I think they'll. The fantasy guys, I think, are actually interesting for the Cardinals this year, but they're going to be like, it's going to be like an SC, not an SC, uh, like a Big Twelve type team where they might score forty, but they're going to give up forty eight or something. I think that's what. For the Cardinals, yeah, I think yeah. that's what Cliff Kingsbury is going to bring. Yeah, in. and that also depends on if Kyler Murray really is what we think he can be. So yeah, we'll see. I think he'll look really good sometimes and look horrible sometimes. So. Yeah, no, I agree with that. We'll see. That, uh, well, I think that kind of gives yeah. you our preview of the NFL to going through that. That's yeah. why we like to do it. Yeah. Kind of, we tell you what teams we we like. Um, I don't think we want to give a Super Bowl pick or anything. I think we'll, no, we'll talk. No. We've done, I think, enough. We'll, yeah. NFL and stuff today. We gotta give them all, give them it in doses. Yeah, and we'll give some picks throughout the season, but right now that's that's a good amount of stuff for you guys to digest 
And uh, enjoy the game tomorrow. Enjoy the games this the weekend. Fact that, yeah, enjoy the fact that football is back. You got the Raiders on Monday night. It's always exciting. All right. So yeah. I think we're. Yeah, this is a. That's going to do it. Wrap up episode 132 Sports. It's been uh, quite a journey, I'll say. Uh, you've been listening to uh, this one with me. I'm Sean. Joined with me, we had Off Road Galaxy Andy. Thank you. And the Tony Cats. Yes, thank you. We'll see you later.